Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly JoJo, a podcast dedicated to JoJo's bizarre adventure. My name is Courtney. This is episode 59, and we're reviewing part six, Stone Ocean, The Secret of Guard Westwood. As always, there'll be spoilers for this episode on anything that's happened in the JoJo anime. This episode is fucking JoJo Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, it's it's brutal just seeing the amount of gore and the blood-curdling moments. It's... <laughs> It's bizarre, and it's absurd, and it was a little bit over the top, and yeah, there were moments where I had to kind of, I didn't turn my eyes away, but you know, like it just made me cringe a bit. And what's interesting is Netflix is not censoring part six, so we get all of the blood and gore and broken bones and toenails and everything from this episode. It's, broken bones. It's one of the times where I am still happy that JoJo's not censored, but a bit apprehensive about it because every other part is censored. Whether it's a little bit with like, you know, just a little bit of black shading or straight up censor with like a big black splotch across something that probably doesn't need to be censored. It's probably not as gruesome as what we're getting in this episode. But yeah, we wanted uncensored JoJo and <laughs> shit, we got it. I mean, this is the preferred way of watching an anime adaptation, right? You want it to be like faithful to the source material. You want it in all its glory. And, and yeah, it's it's disgusting, but... I think here we have to just give Netflix credit for just giving it, giving us the JoJo how it is, even though there are certain things other than the gratuitous amounts of gore in this episode, uh, with other parts of Stone Ocean, they had to take other creative liberties, more so in terms of like certain lines or whatever. I think we were talking about this with Hermes before, one of the lines she delivered in part one or in the first core, but... Yeah, this is this is something that I would gladly welcome. Is that less censorship, more explicitness? If that's a word. <laughs> We're like obviously in the middle of recording, and I'm trying to multitask because Rigby is right next to me, begging for pets and attention. And I maybe I can't he was not... traumatized by the episode. Yeah, he needs help right now, and I can't not pet him. So I'm like leaning over and talking into the mic at a weird angle, just so that I can give him the pets that he so desperately wants and deserves. Um, but yeah, besides that, what JoJo news do we have? Yeah, while well, you go ahead and continue petting him, I'll <laughs> I'll take the reins for now um, to just give a little bit of JoJo news. Nothing specifically related to the anime or the manga. However, there is a new fashion collaboration, this time between Sony and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Even though Sony is not much of a, a fashion icon, uh, they do operate in the market of smartwatches. And we have a, a news article here from jojonews.com that says Sony Wena, or is it Wena? The Weenus. <laughs> it's W-E-N-A. I'm going to say when. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll say Wena, just to be on the safe side. But it's Japanese-based. Okay. So, so Wena, we, well, Let's go Wena. Okay, Sony, know, Weenus, it's fine. Sony Wena and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure smartwatches la launching in um, launching. It's a launch party. Uh, the first JoJo's Bizarre Adventure-themed smartwatches will be launching this autumn in a collaboration with Sony's brand, Wena. And there's an image of this article that looks like a kind of teaser image of what seems to be three different icons, the first being 
it's like graffitied on a wall. So the first is of two compact discs. The second is of Jolene's butterfly tattoo. And the third is of that hand badge that appears on Jotaro's hat from part three. So it can be safely assumed that the smartwatches, there'll be a tie-in with Stone Ocean, um, but they will be themed around Poochie, you know, Jolene, and Jotaro. So no actual revelation of what the watches will look like, but it's something to look forward to, at least for the Sony aficionados in Japan. <laughs> always, yeah, always Japan. So lucky. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Of course, any JoJo collab merch should always be available in Japan. That's where everything originates. But it would be nice if once in a while we got some collab stuff here in the U.S. I think uh, I think they underestimate how well that would sell here because I'm sure it would sell out. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. I know we have like the the merchandise that shows up at Hot Topic or or Box Lunch, but it's nothing. I mean, that's great merchandise, but nothing that's like this. What would be the word? Like fashion forward. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> or like intricate or really mm-hmm. nice. Um, if you were to get one of the three, whose would you get? Obviously, they haven't released the designs, but um, whose would you get in before Jotaro? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course it would be Jotaro. Um, and I don't think I've owned like any sort of like JoJo wear that is that sort of uh elaborate as, as elaborate as as a smartwatch uh so it would be interesting to get one uh, obviously we i have an iphone so i don't know how well it would pair with uh my iphone but yeah i would get jothro which one would you get you actually have a a white snake um cardigan i do so. yeah i have a jo- uh, a, a part six jothro cardigan and a white oh, snake true, cardigan yeah. from steady hands um i would probably without seeing the designs just going off of the character's color schemes i would probably go with poochie's watch i can imagine mm-hmm. it being like black and gray with maybe pops of gold or prime numbers on it. yeah <laughs> um and that would definitely match my wardrobe because 90 percent of my clothes are black that's what I would go with. For anyone who's interested in reading up on these Sony Weenus JoJo collab what? watches, Weena. <laughs> we'll, Weena. we'll drop a link to the article in the Discord. So if you're not a member of the Strictly Discord, the link to join is in the description. You got to pronounce it like Lois from Family Guy. Like we're we- from, Weena. from Boston. Yeah. From Boston. <laughs> All right. So on to the episode itself. I mean, let's let's be... Let's be upfront here. This is really one where not a lot happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't even say. A lot say... happens, but not a lot happens. <laughs> I, I'm almost hesitant to use that phrase about, like, a lot happens, but not a lot happens, because not much else happens besides this one on one fight between Jolene and, and Westwood. But it's not a bad thing, right? Because it's mm-hmm. a very well paced, um, very intricate, very not like thought provoking, but. Uh, a unique fight where Jolene overcomes quite a number of disadvantages uh, in very unique ways. So even though the fight is really all that you get here and not much else, I still think it's a very high intensity, uh, very entertaining episode. Yeah, I would say this is just pure action for Jojo, which is kind of rare because it's usually like you have a standoff between two characters like the the Joe Bro or Jojo against the enemy, uh, but here it's just them 
it's just really them trading punches and we get a lot of Jolene's inner dialogue, but a lot of it is just focused on like the, the, the action sequences. And I think it's just because this is supposed to be a direct result of uh, survivor that stand activating from the previous episode. So I'm sure like this episode is meant to put the, the ability of that stand on full display with all of these characters in the ultra house security unit going like full steroid rage right and i have to say i i can't recall immediately any other fights in jojo that are this raw i i think what's really nice about it is even though you can assume that jolene is using the power of stone free behind her kicks behind her punches in addition to the intense, uh, the increase in strength that Survivor gives you when it's activated, I, I love that they don't make it super obvious, right? Like it's still Jolene throwing punches. It's still Jolene doing roundhouse kicks, but you only get like a small glimpse of Stone Free sort of like right next to her or maybe just like half of Stone Free popping out to again remind us that like she's got the extra force of a stand behind her, but she's still the one doing the fighting and she's still the one taking all of the beating. Yeah, that's true. It's it's more like Stone Freeze, just the the support uh, character in the tag team going on, uh, and I, I guess that makes sense because again, Survivor is just more tapping into people's inner rage, and so I feel like they just want to physically duke it out with each other. But then you have Jolene again using Stone Free when she can to like tie up or uh, grapple uh, Westwood, and then you have Westwood in turn trying to hold her in place just so he can use uh, his 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 special his special attack move which is the meteors uh, from his stand planet wave. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I think it's good to clarify that from what I think they're explaining about Survivor, it does not grant anybody anything. It just activates the full potential of an individual, the full potential of their rage, the full potential of their muscular strength. It's kind of like those stories you hear where um, like an, like an, an elder person is, you know, in this like life or death situation where they have to lift something heavy to save somebody else or to save themselves. And then suddenly mm -hmm. they have like 10 times the amount of strength that they normally do because of all the adrenaline running through them. Um, and they're able to, to, you know, do whatever they need to do to survive, but they would never have done that in any other situation. Or like those parents who save their kids also who are in, in dangerous situations, whether it's like quick reflexes to to get them out of the way of like a, a car that's about to careen into them. Yeah. What's that movie that like... Final Destiny. <laughs> no, no, that like taps into the like 100% of the brain's potential. Uh, what the fuck was that movie called? I, I feel like it was um, a big name actor that was in it, like Matt Damon. James Franco, something James, like yeah. that. <laughs> or I feel like Morgan Freeman too had some sort of role. Uh, I think it came out of... Limitless, is that it? That, yeah. That makes sense. Or is that what I'm thinking um, of? Limitless? I'm yeah. seeing Lucy. <laughs> is Lucy with Scarlett Johansson? Limitless. Um, yeah, these are A-list actors. Let's see. Limitless. Uh, a, drug that uh, a drug that produces enhanced mental acuity. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. So I have not seen Limitless, but I... I assume that it's in the same vein as what's going on with Survivor. Okay, yeah, I got the cast wrong. It's Bradley Cooper. Oh, I said James Franco. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Uh, so none of the names that we had just mentioned, but I'm pretty sure the premise of this is that the character 
gets this drug that enhances their brain's uh, intellectual and, I guess, physical capacity? I don't know. Anyways, it's time for us to go mano a mano, dear listeners, as we dive into our synopsis and discussion for Part 6, Episode 16, The Secret of Guard Westwood. As Ultra Security Weenie Hut Juniors revs up for its Brawl Star battle with a roster of characters where any one of them could be the enemy stand users, Jolene finds herself under the influence of Survivor's steroid stimulant in the heat of a matchup against prison guard Westwood. The absolute state of the brutal fight is enough to make the FCC keel over, coupled with the manifestation of Westwood's stand, Planet Waves, whose meteoric destruction is enough to make Chicken Little keel over. Despite her weakened absolute state, however, our juvenile Jojo remains steadfast in her resolve upon the sight of Dio's boner within breaking distance and gives Westwood das Boot to make him see stars. Joe stars, to be exact. And now onto our next segment of the show is that a music and or fashion reference where we document any and all nods, homages, and tributes that this extraordinary anime makes to the ordinary world of music and or fashion. First up, we have the main antagonist of this episode, uh, the prison guard, whose full name is Viviano Westwood. His name is in reference to Vivian Westwood, an English fashion designer largely responsible for bringing modern punk and new wave fashions into the mainstream and for her association with Malcolm McLaren, manager of the English punk rock band Sex Pistols. So there's that part five reference there. Is the character's like non-localized name, his actual name Viviano, or is it Vivian? And the localized is Viviano. I actually don't... Did they ever mention him by name no. in the episode? Not in this one. Just um, Scarred Westwood or Westwood. Yeah, I would figure they would just have called it Westwood. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm on the JoJo wiki. It doesn't show any localized name. Uh, I think they just used Westwood. Uh, so maybe the actual character's name is Viviano. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And the last reference, or the second and last reference uh, in this episode, is a music reference that is with uh, Westwood's stand, Planet Waves, although the localized version is Starlight Waves. But Planet Waves is in reference to Planet Waves, the 14th studio album by American singer-songwriter Bob Dylan, containing hits like On a Night Like This, Going, Going, Gone, and Forever Young, which is not the same Forever Young as the Rod Stewart song, although I think there's just they're similar in premise, of course. Um, just a fun fact here is that Planet Waves was originally called Earth, Wind, and Fire, but Araki remembered that he had already used that name for an ability, although it was written differently. Do you remember which one? Do you remember? Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, <laughs> well, it's from your favorite part. It's the alien character. Oh, 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 yeah, that character. He's Earth, Wind, and Fire. I think his stand was called Earth, Wind, oh, and Fire. Oh, because he had a different name, right? Like, yeah. The actual character had a different name. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And it had a weird localized name to like Ventus Aris or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now it's time for the JoJo meme rundown, where we list each new JoJo meme that appeared in this episode. We have a meme, ladies and gentlemen. About Fucking time. finally. Um, this one is around Guard Westwood specifically. So if you recall, uh, the narrator pops in at a certain point in this episode to explain how Planet Waves, is that its name? Yes. How Planet Waves uh, standability works. And essentially, it's drawing meteorites from the universe down to Westwood to impact or impale his enemies. Well, the meme is, what if one of those meteorites is cars from part two? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking that on our second watch through, if just by chance, the meteorite he drew was one that cars was in vicinity i would love that can you imagine an alternate universe where guard westwood actually brings cars back down from from wherever the fuck he is in space he's immortal he's still like technically conscious um that would just change the entire course of jojo history <laughs> but we know that the ability causes or i think meteorites in general they'll get smaller the more they enter Earth's atmosphere. So wouldn't it whittle down Cars's actual meteorite? Yes, but he can probably regenerate. Think about mm. the whole fight with <laughs> Joseph when he's in the lava. It's right, the same yeah, concept. Yeah. He's able to do what he needs to do to protect himself and eventually just kind of like regenerates because he is the ultimate being who is, mm. I guess, immortal. But uh, I mean, Joseph is technically alive during part six, wherever the fuck he is. Um, so yeah, if you could just imagine that alternate story where Cars is back and Joseph, really fucking old and decrepit, needs to return oh, to his boy. post as the Joe Star to defeat Cars. Yeah, that's sort of like a it could be a good Marvel's what if um, story or JoJo's what if story. Maybe there's a fanfic out there of it. <laughs> but either way, that's the meme that we have for this episode. As always, if we miss any memes, please reach out and let us know. All right. Well, I feel like a lot of what we're going to talk about in this episode is just brutal fist fighting. And the first thing I want to comment about is one of the first images, which is bones sticking out of knuckles. I think it's the other guard that Westwood had beat the shit out of in the previous episode. You just see his mm. hand, like his fist um, on the ground as the camera pans up and his knuckles are like straight up broken and poking out of his skin. I'm like, bro, that's so fucking nasty. Yeah, that's, uh, what's his name? Sonny Lakir, I think was the name of that the guard. Giorno, the discount the Giorno, yeah. Giorno haircut. <laughs> the Walmart Giorno. <laughs> um, and yeah, you have uh, Westwood, His half of his mouth is hanging open, I think, from getting punched by Sonny. Uh, so yeah, they, they don't censor anything here, which is great, but I'm sure it's it's not for the faint of heart to look at. Jolene is affected by a survivor. We do get confirmation of that at the beginning of the episode. Um, when we see those electrical currents kind of go through her and she realizes she's saying she's going to kill people and she's so determined to beat everybody up. But the weird thing is, compared to everyone else in this full-out brawl in this prison, she doesn't seem as crazed as everybody else. She still has the benefits, I guess, of survivor where she can see the weak points, she can see the strong points, um, she's rearing to go with this fight, but she just doesn't seem crazed like everyone else is. I think the way I look at it is uh, her her thirst for blood because of what um, Survivor is affecting in her in her um, mental state. The, her thirst for blood isn't stronger than the the, the Joestar 
resolve that runs through her blood. And so it's, I think her realizing at the moment the words that she's saying is like, oh, this is going against my own morals as a, a, a Joe star. Yeah, I could see that. I was thinking the same thing that her resolve is stronger than anything else that she's going through because even while she's getting beat the fuck up by Westwood, she still thinks about, you know, what I'm going through right now is nothing if it means that I can complete my task. We also expand a little bit more on survivor's skills um, or the, the skills that provides the, the impacted you know, people, which is muscles sparkle at the strongest points, but you can also see those muscles darken when they're damaged or weakened. And we see that when Jolene realizes that the knee or the leg um, for Guard Westwood that she kicked is starting to darken and look like mm-hmm. it's got, I don't know, malice or whatever um, going on in it. It's It shows that she's she's been able to break down that part of the guard's body. It's kind of like, um, I think, Mortal Kombat kind of introduced that feature where if you do like a really fatal move, it'll zoom in on your opponent's body and show like the muscle or the bone that's being ripped or torn into. Oh, yes. (laughs) That is iconic Imagine, (laughs) Imagine if like you, if they added that to this, like if Jolene or Westwood punches the other person, it zooms in on that body part and you just see even more gore than... In slow motion too. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. But again, maybe that's just too much for... That would be too much for like the FCC sensors. But Guard Westwood isn't the only one um, fucking dying here because a fucking chunk of Jolene's elbow gets blown out when she... Elbow. Oh, elbow. <laughs> <laughs> elbow gets blown out. Um, but I think... In that moment, she's able to at least kick Westwood in the head, and he sustains enough damage where the disc pops out of his brain. Is that the same part, revealing that he's a stand user? So right around the same time, I think. Because I think earlier, Westwood was saying that he was able to see the thread-like protrusions that were coming out of Jolene. Oh, right, like hinting that he was a stand user. And this would be a confirmation for Jolene that she is facing and enemy stand user okay yeah that makes sense i do recall him saying you know i see that your muscles and that thread coming out um which is like a cool way to kind of hint that he's a stand user because up until that point we didn't know what his purpose was was he just a regular dude impacted by survivor or was he sent there by poochie so yeah we do have that confirmation um when again he does say that he can see the strings from her stand And again, I mean, Jolene is a powerhouse in this episode. We do see um, a moment where she kicks Westwood so hard, uh, similar to when she kicked him and the disc popped out. She kicks him again so hard that his stand pops out for a second. So his stand had been hidden for most of this fight in the early part of the episode until she literally forces the stand out from behind him. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of fun. It's it's sort of like the, the stand is just hiding away. Um, not wanting to be involved in the fight. But we see later on, it's not a combat stand at all. It's just there to to summon the meteorites. Uh, so it, it kind of makes sense that the stand's just, no pun intended, standing around. <laughs> it's called a stand because it stands next <laughs> to you. <laughs> this one is just, yeah, literally just standing next to Westwood. 
We do also see Jolene go on uh, the defensive, which again is a bit different than how I understood Survivor is working, where it just makes everyone crazy and everyone go on the offensive and just beat each other up. Here she's taking a step back and she actually uses her strings at one point to change the, traje the trajectory of one of Westwood's punches so that it doesn't end up hitting her. And then she kind of has this moment of, um, not victory, but a moment of glory, right? Where she's able to dodge that punch I think throw like puts strings around him, uh, subdues him, throws her jacket over his face. She's about to like unleash an aura or a stream of punches on him. Her theme song kicks in and suddenly it all just stops mm -hmm. when she's interrupted by another invisible shot that blows through her leg. And I'm like, holy shit, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was this episode was really confusing at first because I was wondering like why is why are chunks of her body just disappearing and then we find out it's because there are meteorites that are hitting her body, but I, I find it hard to believe that because the meteorites we see that it came from the ceiling right because Jolene later sees the two holes um, in the glass ceiling, like you you would hear that sound and then you would also hear like flaming meteorites come down at you unless right? it's loud from all the brawling that's going on around them. That's well, the only thing I can think of. You think like a brawl would be louder than a meteorite coming right down towards the Maybe. ground? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it didn't shatter all the glass. It just punctured it and went right through. Yeah. I guess it would probably sound like a maybe a stone's throw if, if the meteorite is getting smaller as it enters the Earth's atmosphere. I actually thought that um, it was the bone biting her, kind of like how it mm. bit Poochie in the previous episode. I was like, oh my God, is the bone attacking her? And she doesn't even know. Because technically, when Poochie got attacked, he couldn't see the bone and he couldn't see the bone zombie either. He just started getting bit by this thing. Yeah, I think that would have been more interesting uh, if, if the bone was tag teaming with Westwood to attack Jolene. But we, I think we see later that the bone's just playing with some Shigechi lookalike. I know, like a Shigechi variant. <laughs> um, but it's at that point where the narrator jumps in to explain Westwood's stand ability, the meteorites, how it all works. And I was not expecting the narrator to jump in. Like, we just haven't heard from him in so long. When was the last time we heard from him? I think it was uh, when Weather Report called down the, the frogs. Oh, right. right at the end of the first core. <laughs> yeah. only, the narrator just pops in when really random events occur. <laughs> when there needs to be explanation, when there probably doesn't need to be explanation. Well, to be fair, the frog part probably did deserve explanation because poisonous frogs falling from the sky as a weather phenomenon, I wouldn't have believed that. I would have mm -hmm. needed someone to explain that to me. Um, but here, I think we could have just gotten... We couldn't. Have, we could have gotten the information pretty quickly that yes, uh, guard Westwood's stand ability is to pull meteorites down to a very specific point from the universe. Like I didn't need the narrator here, but hey, I'm always happy when he jumps in. Yeah, I mean, it was just a quick uh, science 101 reminding us of how meteorites work. Because uh, yeah, I, I forgot like get meteorites entering the atmosphere, they'll, they'll get smaller and smaller. I kept but, calling them meteors until I realized they were saying meteorites. I'm like, right, those are the smaller versions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm Googling never, it. Meteor versus meteorite. I thought they were like interchangeable, but that makes sense. Again, I'm not I'm not a big science buff, guys. I'm more of a, a history buff. <laughs> 
When meteoroids, I've never heard that term before. When meteoroids enter Earth's atmosphere um, at a high speed and burn up, the fireballs or shooting stars are called meteors. When a meteoroid survives a, tr a trip through the atmosphere and hits the ground, it's called a meteorite. Hmm. So then what's an asteroid? Uh, <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Or asteroid versus meteoroid. Meteorite versus what about a comet oh wait i know it's here asteroids are smaller than a planet but they are larger than the pebble size objects we call meteoroids then what are comets a com is that the biggest version <laughs> comet versus asteroid uh main difference between asteroids and comets is their composition Asteroids are made up of metals and rocky material, while comets are made up of ice, dust, and rocky material. Can comets ever come down to Earth? I feel like you hear about the other ones coming down to Earth, but you never hear like a comet impacting yeah, Earth. I think comets you just see in the sky. Like they talk about Halley's Comet. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that was your science lesson for the day. <laughs> I hope you all learned something as we did today. The, the more you know. And speaking of learning, it's time for us to learn about the stand stats at the eye catch of this episode, which is for planet waves. And so planet waves destructive power is A, speed is B, range is A, durability is A, precision and accuracy is E, and development potential is E. And then yeah, the eye catch, which we'll share in the Discord, shares the full image of what planet waves is. The, the, the stand manifestation looks like kind of reminds me of in spongebob when he, uh, he shrinks squidward down with mermaid man's belt and he fig figured Wumbo. uh yeah he like fidgets around with the belt features and then there's the one where it's like a skinless squidward oh yeah <laughs> that's what the, yeah this stand reminds me of that because it looks just like pure muscle like if you were to remove all your skin and just see the muscle underneath or like a titan uh but like a muscle not, wait isn't no, there like a the muscle titan? like the colossal titan is that a spoiler <laughs> it, no it's not a spoiler like you see it in the oh the very... colossal titan yeah 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 <laughs> you're right <laughs> i was thinking of a different titan but i don't know why because it doesn't have that muscly look so yes the colossal titan um is just all muscle and tendon yep that's that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we get a small reprieve from the brutality that is JoJo Fight Club as we see where Anasui and Foo Fighters are right after the eye catch. Um, Anasui is doing his thing. He's knocking guards out. And I think it's really cool how he has Diver down go into walls, but then stick a limb out. And then Anasui just kind of grabs onto that limb and then has Diver down like swim through the wall while he's holding on to him it's just like a quick means like of a, transportation yeah, makeshift ladder yeah <laughs> it's so funny i don't know i just think it's a really clever way to use your stand for something pretty convenient i was i was wondering why at first he didn't just walk like walt right in but i figured oh he's he's trying to avoid the security cameras but who fighters just shoots them out anyways i know he makes all that effort and she just strolls in and shoots the cameras with one hand while she's got <laughs> a drink of water in the other hand and honestly is surprised 
that FF is still coming with him, which I think is funny because I'm pretty sure she was going to come with the whole time anyway. <laughs> so like I guess the... he expected to save Jolene entirely <laughs> alone. <laughs> it's like that uh, Dwight and Angela meme where he glances over and he says, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then honestly, he's like, all right, that's cool. I mean, you do you. If you want to come with, that's totally fine. But just remember, I'm still marrying Jolene. And Foo Fighters is just as confused about that as she was in the previous episode. I just love her reactions because how else would you react, right? Like, Foo Fighters is close to Jolene, but she's not, like, she hasn't had a very long relationship with Jolene, and now she's being asked to give a blessing for a marriage that Jolene isn't even aware of. I just can't even imagine Foo Fighters trying to process that on top of everything else about, like, Poochie, Jolene, Hermes, like, all this craziness. Or just how humans act in general, too. I know. She's probably like, what the fuck is wrong with all these people? I just want to be Plankton. But no, Foo Fighters is great, and she just... She deals with Anasui in the best way that she knows how. So then we jump back to JoJo Fight Club, um, and we learn that Westwood is never hit by meteorites because they burn up before they reach him. So now the question is out there, how does Jolene defeat Westwood as she's getting shot up by meteorites that will never hurt him? And I looked up another fun fact about meteorites, which is that they can heat up to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So this Before thing- or after entering the atmosphere. Oh. Well, I oh no, I think they like they probably heat the, up that hot when they're entering the atmosphere. That's why they're like on fire. Anything yeah. that enters the atmosphere gets really fucking hot, right? I would think so, and then they hit the ground and it's smoldering. Yeah. Right. So imagine that being like something like that hitting your body, like it's gonna burn and then like cauterize the wound. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, wouldn't it automatically cauterize the wound so that she wouldn't bleed out? Mm, I mean, yeah, but I mean, either way, that is like a high threshold of pain. Hell yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is a high threshold of pain. I don't know how Jolene does it. But as we mentioned before, we're glad Netflix isn't censoring part six. But I think I've officially found the second moment from JoJo that actually makes me queasy. So as many of you are probably familiar from our part one review series, there's a moment where Jonathan and Dio are facing off towards the end of that part. And Dio digs his finger into Jonathan's neck, pulls out his carotid artery, Rob, um, and wiggles it between his fingers. That part makes me fucking queasy. And I thought that was the only part. But then part six comes out and we have Westwood's toenail. I can't even describe it beyond that. Like just, just the toenail part. We've all seen it. You know what I'm talking about. I don't have to describe it. But yes, the toenail part is is rough. The second watch through, I had to close my eyes. Yeah, just thinking back to it, it's making chills go down my spine. And I, I've seen like I've only seen, I think once in my life, a toenail or like where there should have been a toenail and there wasn't a toenail. Oh God! <laughs> it made me severely uncomfortable. And so even seeing it in animated form, like it's it's cool that you see a uh, stone freeze thread wrap around no, the nail. No, we're not, dis- we're not describing uh, it. It's no, too much. I, I'll just it's say it's too much. It's quite a feat of animation, but yeah, it's gross. Imagine having to be the team that had to animate those frames. Hopefully none of them got queasy having to do that. But yeah, that was or How does it look in the, the manga? I don't remember. I don't hmm. remember Maybe you that. suppressed the memory of reading I probably that. did, but also again, like everything that happens in ultra house whatever all of it is confusing to me 
like every every last bit of it from the moment she gets there to the moment they leave that was probably one of the most confusing parts for me to read and try to follow along with so it could just be that I could not keep up with it that the toenail part didn't stick with me repressed memory maybe it wasn't even in that in the manga I don't know but yeah I don't want to remember it oh it's so brutal and as Jolene is getting her ass whooped, she sees the bone. She sees Dio's bone and the Shigechi variant taking it. And I think that sparks her resolve or just kind of reminds her of what she's working toward because she's like, shit, I need to get over to that bone. And we see, um, we get a lot of like inner monologue for her, just like these short moments where she thinks about what it is that she's doing. And she says that she'll do anything to get that bone and stop Poochie. She'll even drink sewage water. And then she says that she wants to keep looking at the stars with her father, Jotaro. Like she is in the middle of getting her face beaten by Westwood as she's thinking these things. Because in her mind, none of this matters. It's all worth it so long as she can stop Poochie and save her dad. I think the, the metaphor was, and I might be misquoting it, but like, staring at the bars or staring at the stars because like I guess she was physically up against the wall at that point and almost down and out for the count against Westwood but I think what she says is like I want to keep looking at the stars until I see dad again yeah referring back to what her mission is in this moment which is again to save Jotaro from from <laughs> from impending doom and yeah it's just that another example of that Joestar resolve, Jolene just does not give up because the, the the words give up are not in her blood or in the Joestar vocabulary. And she finishes this fight by using Westwood's own boot with a brick that she stuffed inside uh, that she throws behind her. How did she stuff that brick, though? Uh, <laughs> Jojo logic. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. She must have done it with the string when we weren't looking. That's that's what I'm going to chalk it up to. But she throws it behind her head to have the damage from the meteorite and then redirect the meteorite's like force from the from its like impact um, into the boot, which then flies into Westwood's face, giving him a taste of his own medicine. And like many other enemy stand users before him, as Westwood is getting flung over the railing and down the stairs in his final moments, he questions why Jolene never gives up. He's like, why what is jo with Why a Jolene? Why Jolene? Never oh, I thought he up? said, why a Jolene? As in like, why a Jojo? Oh, no. <laughs> why Jolene never gives up? And he says something along the lines of like, what's with this bitch? Yeah. She never gives <laughs> up. And I'm like, yeah, well, she's a Joe star. What do you expect? Mm -hmm. And then I like the, the closing moment when you see Stone free. She's retreating back into Jolene, or like her threads are, but it's retreating into her birthmark. So kind of serving symbolically that the Joestar resolve remains strong in this case. Yeah, a lot of references to stars. Again, like Jolene saying, I choose to look up at the stars. I want to see the stars or keep looking at them with my dad. Um, right, the, the string returning through the star birthmark. It even makes, a, the string itself makes a little shape of a star mm. right before it's um, finished retreating. And it's all because she's a Joestar. Hey! Wow. <laughs> And now Westwood is seeing stars. Hey! It's a sky full of stars. And Anasui has starry eyes for Jolene <laughs> Joe Star. Hey! Okay, well, that's All it. right. <laughs> At the expense of more star puns, 
it's time to go to our final thoughts for part six, episode 16, The Secret of Guard Westwood. So did this episode make your toenails curl? Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, I. it was brutal. Um, it, it was beautifully brutal because it was animated so well. Um, everything that happened in the fight was different and unique from Westwood just beating the shit out of her to pinning her down to using multiple versions of pinning her down to her using her strings in different ways to get away from Westwood or to subdue him. Um, there was just a nice variety in this fight that kept the whole thing feeling interesting, engaging, um, and like I wasn't just watching the same thing over and over again. So I really did appreciate that. And again, while the fight was nothing more than the fight. It didn't really offer us too much beyond like a cool new enemy stand power. Um, it's still fun. Like it's, it's just like a nice break from the storyline to give us a really crazy intense fight episode, a very, you know, action heavy episode. But what about you? Yeah. I mean, if you look up every content um, description for like a, a mature rating uh, in terms of violence, like, this episode fits the bill. I think it it would be something like for those family uh, safety advocacy groups to to complain about to the FCC, uh, just because yeah, it's just pure pure melee, pure fighting, and it's dialed up to eleven. Um, this episode with Westwood, I would say, it's kind of like the the undercard fight for the Ultra Security House Unit tournament arc, but it's still as barbaric and ferocious as a, a title fight coupled with the astronomical anarchy of Westwood stand planet waves. But I think what most concerns me about these fights is that they've come one after the other, even counting the previous encounter with uh, Limp Biscuit or with Sportsmax and Limp Biscuit, which is, now leaves Jolene in a continually weakening state even though the, the Joestar fighting spirit is still burning bright in her regardless, and we've seen that throughout this episode. But I can't recall if I've seen any other JoJo up until this point who's been dealt with so many blows back to back. And so seeing Jolene so close to her breaking point in this episode, or even at this point in the tournament arc, is is intriguing to see. But I guess like trying to break Dio's bone break deals boner it wasn't always going to be a walk in the park yeah you bring up a good point like there's this the one part in this episode where westwood even comments about seeing all of jolene's muscles have that darkness to them because her body is just wrecked and you think about um i almost said erect her body is destroyed <laughs> because of the boner boner on the mind <laughs> um you think about you know part three like we were right before this in the middle of our part three, three review series and they say multiple times in there oh you guys aren't giving us a break you're not giving us a chance to rest like you know it's it's one stand after the other but you have to remember that those stands are coming after a different joe bro every time mm -hmm. here most of the time they're coming after jolene so she is a powerhouse to be able to survive all of this and and sustain enough energy to keep going but i think it's also going to force her hand to have to rely on others because she's a pretty proud person and, and she doesn't often want to rely on others the way like jotaro was the same you know in part three he doesn't outright want to do that but he knows it's important to to take that step back and and rely on 
the, the Joe Bros that are there to help you. So I think that plays heavily into Anasui and Jolene's relationship development in the second core because this is a dude that just walks up to her, says, I'm going to marry you. And she has no fucking idea what's going on, but she needs his help and he is there to help her. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense because Jolene got into this maximum security section of the prison herself and so she's taking the burden upon herself but yeah and thankfully we see in the next episode she does get a reprieve when dragon's dream enters the tournament and foo fighters and anasui arrive in the nick of time to give her that breather we know i i completely i just think you're, you're spot on about jolene getting beat up more than any other jojo i think about Jorno, right he never got beat up nearly this much mm-hmm. josuke same thing right a slice of life happy <laughs> happy go lucky <laughs> like i just feel like of all of the jojos she does take the the most brutal beating throughout her part but that does not stop her so i feel like even though she gets her ass kicked a lot, she still puts up an intense fight, overcomes every single enemy, and never loses her spirit. You go, girl. <laughs> That's why Jolene is badass. That's why she's Jotaro's daughter, okay? Like father-like daughter. But thank you, everyone, for listening, for tuning into another review episode for Part 6, The Second Core. Part 6, Part 2, whatever the fuck you want to call it. This was a very intense episode, and we have more intense episodes coming up that we can't wait to talk about. Subscribe to Strictly JoJo on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly Series and tune into Strictly Anime, our other podcasts for anime reviews and discussions. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. To be continued.